church, soul renovations is the theme that we're in and it's the drawing night which means that we're going to go back into some ministry time at the end of the service. I'm only going to preach for a little while and um, tonight I want to talk around the mind. Can everyone say the mind? So soul renovations, what is the soul? The soul is your mind, your will and your emotions. It's your thinking, choosing, feeling. All the thoughts you have, all the decisions you make, and all the feelings and emotions you feel. That's your soul. And I'm sure if you just think about those three things, you would agree with me that they encapsulate a large portion of your everyday existence. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. I mean, what else is there other than deciding what you're going to put in your food, in your stomach, and what you're going to wear, right? Everything revolves around what comes out of our soul, our thinking, our choosing, and our feeling. And we are triune as beings. So we have a soul, a body, and a spirit. And it's the soul and the spirit we take into eternity with us, not our body. And as soon as we are born again, our spirit is quickened and we actually have to allow our spirit to dominate our soul and our flesh. The world out there is running around being dominated by their emotions and their bodies, by their souls and by their bodies. God wants us to to bring those things into submission with his will and his word. And so I'm going to start with the mind tonight. I just want to talk for a few minutes about the mind. And I believe that tonight, I believe God wants to teach us something that will set us up to understand how to be strong in him, regardless of the things that might come across our lives. We have this wrong teaching in this generation. I mean, our grandparents didn't think like we think. But in this generation, when something bad happens, we freak out and we don't know what to do with ourselves. Our, our grandparents were like, yeah, that's life. They had this strength in their soul, this strength in their soul, that no matter what came, you were governed by your convictions. The problem is when there's no absolute truth in culture, there's nothing to anchor your soul to. And so I wanna to talk tonight about the mind because it all starts there. It all starts here. I wanna tell you the fight for your life is right here. The fight for your future is right here. The fight for the reality that you're going to live in is right here. Not out there, not in your circumstances, not in how you were brought up, none of that. It's actually right here. This is where the fight is. The fight is right here. And so I want to teach you out of this verse that that I've taken, and I took it as a young person when one of my pastors taught it to me. And it's in Corinthians, when, when Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians, and the church in Corinth was a church of brand new believers who had to reprogram their thinking. And he says this to them, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5, for though we walk in the flesh, okay, we walk in the natural, we don't war in the natural after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not natural, they're not physical, but they're mighty through God 
to the pulling down of strongholds. Can you say strongholds? The casting down of imaginations. Can you say imaginations? And every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Can you say thought? To the obedience of Christ. Strongholds, imaginations, thoughts. So if we look at this scripture, I believe this is going to set you free. It set me free in my mind. We have a three-part progression. Strongholds, imaginations, and thoughts. The thing is, it's upside down. It doesn't start with a stronghold, it starts with a thought. And then develops to an imagination to a stronghold. And so it all starts with a thought. The title of my message tonight is See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil. See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil. Everything starts in our thinking. And if we, if we look right there, what we need to do with every single thought, every single thought, is bring it into captivity of into the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? My favorite, Joyce Meyer always says, think about what you're thinking about. Just because you, a thought drops into your head doesn't mean you need to own it. The enemy plays here and he sows seeds which are thoughts and we have to take every single one of those thoughts and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If that little seed, if that little thought does not agree with what God says about you, about your life, about your destiny, about your family, if that little thought doesn't agree with what the Word of God says, you have to bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It all starts there. Because if you don't, it becomes an imagination. We start to see it. So we hear a thought, we see an imagination. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean. You, at first it was just a thought. Then you start visualizing it. You start seeing scenarios play out. It's getting bigger. It's taking root. And so we see an imagination. And then if it's just not dealt with, it becomes a stronghold in our hearts. It becomes a stronghold, which then we actually need to do a lot of work to cast down. So it's a progression from a thought to an imagination to a stronghold. And many of us may have strongholds because way back when we didn't deal with the little thought. We dwelt on the wrong thought. The cool thing is, the amazing thing in God is that we can actually do the right dwelling, the right thinking, the right imagining, and build the right strongholds. Have you seen the Chronicles of Narnia? Have you seen the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? So Aslan's army have a stronghold, don't they? We can actually have strongholds in God which are strong and fortified and good just as we can have the wrong strongholds. Both are the places we're going to run to. It's the places that give us refuge. And so you want to make sure you have the right strongholds, the right thoughts in your life. 
So hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. It starts with a thought. Margaret Thatcher, who was the Prime Minister of England many years ago, an amazing woman, she said this, watch your thoughts because they become your words. Watch your words because they become your actions. Watch your actions because they become habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. What we think, we become. It's a progression that starts right here. It's awesome and powerful. If you change your mind, you can change your life. I'm going to say that again. If you change your mind, you can change your life. It all starts here. What does that mean practically? That means if you have anxiety and you wake up with shocks during the night and thoughts, you wake up with a present thought, you can change your mind. You can actually acknowledge that you've had that thought and choose to replace it. I am now actually, I, I am having that thought. I it's not about pretending. I am having that thought, but I'm replacing it. I'm replacing it. You can actually change your mind. The Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. I don't know if you're like me, but often I'm like, my mind is the furthest thing from Christ right now. But the Bible tells us in him, as believers, we have his mind. So when I'm assaulted and when the wrong thoughts are happening, I take on his mind and I bring my thoughts into obedience with him. Don't let your thoughts run away with you. Don't let them dominate you. You arrest them. You bring them. What does it mean to bring something into captivity? It's like that wretched criminal that you're actually going to arrest and bring into captivity. It's not running rampant in your life. You bring it into obedience with the law of the Spirit of God. Our thinking where life is where life and living begins. We have to be renewed in the spirit of the mind. And so if you imagine our heart, our heart is like a forest. It's a landscape. And so you imagine all these seeds growing up. What does your forest look like? Tonight, you may need to bring a bulldozer out. And that's okay. That is okay. That's what tonight's for. But the landscape, what is the landscape of your heart, your soul, your soul? And you need to be out with the bad. You need to get those things out, roots and all, push them over, get them out. Out with the bad. Is it anxiety? Is it a need for control? God, I don't trust you. I need to control my circumstances, everything around me. Is it doubt and fear? Is it the lie of loneliness? Is it rejection? You are not rejected. You are accepted in Christ. These are all lies. Is it the need to self-gratify? I can't put off that bad habit because I just have this addiction that I need to gratify. It's a stronghold. Is it anger? Is it anger? Guilt? A sense of unworthiness? We need to take these trees down. 
We need to take these strongholds down. We need to push them over and allow God to just clear the landscape of our hearts and sow the right seeds in. Out with the bad, the old, in with the new, the good. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Created by him before I was even born for good works. God doesn't want our hearts just to be bulldozed and barren. He wants them to be flourishing. He wants us to have the stronghold of the spirit. And so to cultivate a God-designed landscape means a bit of activity. You can't just get out with the old. The Bible tells us that there was a man and and Jesus said a, a demon was cast out of him and he was all squeaky clean, you know, and cleaned up house. But he didn't replace that space with anything. So when the demon was tired of roaming around doing nothing, he got seven of his friends and came back. And it was even worse than before. So what we actually need to do is replace the old with the new. We have to be disciplined. We have to be disciplined in our minds. Again, this generation feels like God's just going to do it all for me. That's a lie from the enemy. He works in partnership with you. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Self-control. One of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Other translations call it self-discipline. One of the other translations calls it a sound mind. It's on us to work in partnership with the Spirit to have the Spirit of the mind renewed. Philippians 4, this is what you're replacing it with. Are you ready? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with, 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 when everything's hit the fan, with, When you don't want to, with, let your requests then be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, whatever is Whatever is, whatever is, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If the doctor's report is not lovely, replace it. If what that person said about you is not true, replace it. If what you're thinking about is not noble, replace it. If it's not lovely, if it's not worthy of heavenly praise, Replace it with something that is. 
no matter what wakes you up in the night, no matter what catches you off guard when you're on the bus alone, no matter what arrests you in your mind, is it true? Is it noble? Is it lovely? Is it praiseworthy? Is it a good report? And if it's not, arrest it, take it into captivity and replace it. Replace it. We decide the landscape of our hearts by deciding what we think about. It all starts here. And we, we can learn this. We can learn this. The Spirit of God is with us always, moving us in His direction, into our destiny. And that peace that passes all understanding guards our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. When we align our thoughts with Him,